good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, Henny Cutter gave me. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Which means distant thunder. My colonized name is Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Robert. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Historical Society Press and All My Relations Arts, presenting a book reading and signing of To Banish Forever, A Secret Society, The Ho-Chunk, and Ethnic Cleansing in Minnesota, written by Kathy Coates. Yeah, big signing coming up on uh, Thursday next week. We'll be doing a live show right from All My Relations Art, and uh, we're really excited. And uh, also uh, excited to read this book again. And um, before we get too far into this uh, of me blabbing, Haley, um, we have an update from the Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Minnesota. And later on, we have uh, the Governor of Wisconsin and the Lieutenant Governor uh, separately giving us an update. So this is a real political Thursday. So without any further ado, you see I speak French too. Any further ado, that's uh, listen to our, the great uh, Lieutenant Governor of Minnesota. Bonjour, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan here. It's hard to believe that it's 2024. We had a big year here at the Minnesota State Capitol in 2023, getting things done for folks all across our state. In the last 12 months, we protected reproductive freedom, increased voting rights and accessibility, legalized adult use cannabis with expungement, implemented a child tax credit that will reduce child poverty by a third, committed Minnesota to 100% clean energy by 2040, took action against gun violence, made housing more affordable, made childcare cheaper and easier to find, invested historic amounts in education, banned conversion therapy, brought Native education to school curriculum, provided every student with free breakfast and lunch, and gained a new state seal, a new state flag, and so much more. Not to mention that since the governor and I took office, our administration has been committed to strengthening relationships with all 11 tribal nations in Minnesota by traveling to tribal lands and meeting with the 11 tribal governments. And we put those words into action. In December, we made our 11th visit, marking the first time a Minnesota governor and lieutenant governor traveled to all 11 sovereign tribal nations in Minnesota for government-to-government meetings focused on honoring the independent nature of each separate nation and collaborating on our shared priorities. Making this 11th visit was a big deal, and I'm proud to celebrate this milestone, but it certainly isn't the end of our work. And these meetings are separate, and in addition to the Governor's Tribal Summit, where 11 tribal nations meet collectively with the Governor and me, and separate from the ones that we hold with each tribe before the legislative session to learn about individual legislative priorities for each tribal government. Because as the Governor often says, when tribes do better, our whole state does better. And I'm proud to set a new precedent for future leaders and the nation because this is work that must be done and is required of us. Now, as the weather gets colder and we hear more people who are struggling with the rising cost of housing nationwide, our relatives experiencing homelessness or who are struggling to find affordable housing have been on my heart and mind. Providing the safe, stable home that every Minnesotan deserves does not happen overnight, but we've tried our best to ensure that we're working to help all families achieve stability and opportunities to grow and succeed. Because investments in housing are some of the best and smartest investments that we can make as a state. And we know housing stability and affordability is a catalyst to career growth, improved health and safety, uh, mental health and well-being, financial stability and economic growth and community engagement. We started 2023 with a historic $1.3 billion investment. Around 50% of the funding is for home ownership and rental development. This $1.3 billion includes funding for first-generation homebuyer assistance, forgivable loans to uh, help more Minnesotans buy a home, emergency rental assistance for over 20,000 families, programs specifically designed to support children who have experienced homelessness, funding to build thousands of new affordable rental units and single-family and multi-family homes, 
And these dollars coupled with other new cost saving policies like our child tax credit and free school meals will have a real and positive impact on families. Housing instability is all around us, from greater Minnesota to Minneapolis and St. Paul. In fact, 640,000 families in Minnesota are cost burdened, and a quarter of a million families in Minnesota are paying more than half of their income on housing. That's a lot of money not going to other things like food and clothing, education, medical care. So our housing investments will not only provide a safe and stable place for folks to call home, but will help families save money and achieve long-term financial security. And when it comes to our Minnesotans experiencing homelessness, Commissioner Jennifer Ho from Minnesota Housing Finance Agency often says this, shelter saves lives, but housing ends homelessness. Which is why I was excited to recently announce $350 million to preserve and create over 407,000 units of housing across the state in 2023 through our annual housing project selections process. This is the largest investment we have ever made in this process by $100 million, and these projects will create over 7,000 annual jobs. I'm especially excited about the projects we selected to fund that are being built by and for Native American Minnesotans, like the 28 multifamily units being built by Red Lake Homes or the 212 units being rehabilitated by the Little Earth of United Tribes in Minneapolis. Most importantly, we know that housing needs to look different for every person. That's why we're investing in the entire spectrum of need from rental support to home ownership. And finally, as we approach the new year, I want to highlight just a few of the many new laws taking effect on January 1st, 2024. First, the brand new but long overdue Earn Sick and Safe Time law went into effect on January 1st because the governor and I know that life happens, the good, the bad, the ugly. But, you know, if you wake up and your child is ill with a fever or you are sick, you shouldn't have to choose between taking care of yourself and others and a paycheck. This new law will provide all employees, part and full time, with one hour of earned paid time off for every 30 hours worked. So employees can use this earned time off when they're sick, caring for a sick kiddo, or in a situation where they need to take care of themselves Um, with regards to an issue of domestic violence, assault, or stalking. Because everyone deserves paid time away from your work to grow and to heal and to live. And when you come back to your job, well, your job should still be there. Our new state law eliminating the gender and racial pay gap is also now in effect. Because in Minnesota, white women make 81 cents on the dollar. Asian women make 70 cents on the dollar. Black women and indigenous women make 61 cents on the dollar. And Latine women make 55 cents on the dollar compared to their white male counterparts. This is unacceptable, but in 2024, we're going to put an end to this kind of discrimination. This new law by the Minnesota Department of Human Rights prohibits employers from asking about or considering a job applicant's past or current pay during the hiring process, because research shows that it's a big way in which employers get away with continuing this cycle of discrimination. We can and must live in a state where men and women, no matter their race or ethnicity, have the same opportunities to succeed. And this is one One big way we're going to make that goal a reality. And finally, there are numerous new changes to renters' rights in 2024, like a mandatory 14-day eviction notice, right to legal counsel for public housing tenants, a right to end a lease for a medical emergency, non-optional fees must be disclosed by landlords. All of these and more are another big part of ensuring that every Minnesotan has a safe, affordable place to call home and brings us one step closer to being the best state in the country to raise a family. All that to say is that 2023 was a historic year in Minnesota, but none of this was possible without all of you continuing to make your voices heard, coming to the table, coming to the Capitol, calling, emailing, and just generally showing up to ensure that you are bringing us your stories, your ideas, and staying engaged because democracy is what we make it. I'm so grateful to be your lieutenant governor, and I can't wait to see what 2024 brings to all of us. Gitchi miigwech, and until next time, back to you. Hey, thank you, lieutenant governor. Wow, always uh, a great update from the lieutenant governor and getting fired up here for the next session and uh, all the great work she does 
Uh, we're proud to have her on our show every other week here. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we're going to be right back after this short break. ho As we pack away the ornaments and bid farewell to the holiday season, it's time to unwrap the gift that keeps on giving, getting protected by a COVID-19 vaccination. This is your chance to make a difference, especially as our Native communities face higher COVID numbers. Those higher numbers underscore the need for collective action. So answer the call and get vaccinated. The latest vaccines are not just authorized, but they're proven effective against the current variants. This is extra protection, even if you've already had previous vaccines, since previous vaccines will eventually wear off. Plus, the new shots are FDA approved for ages six months and up. A COVID vaccine is not just a shot. It's a pledge to safeguard the wisdom and stories handed down by our elders. So join the movement, get vaccinated, and make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. For more information, including details about clinics offering free vaccines, visit vaccines.gov. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Development Institute or NACD in Minneapolis. Hey, we have Robert uh, Lilligren with us. And before we uh, get heavy talking about what's going on politically, I love having uh, Thursdays of political. We, uh, we had your uh, sister Peggy give us a great update in the first segment. And now before we get to you, Robert, we, we'd like to get a short update from the, the governor of Wisconsin, Tony Evers. So why don't we take a listen? Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. Folks, 2023 was a big year. I kicked off 2023 by declaring it the year of mental health and took special care all year long to promote open and honest conversations around mental health and invest in support statewide, including in our schools and our 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. I also spent the year meeting with child care professionals, educators, business owners, and local leaders, and I visited clinics, schools, businesses, farms, you name it, to hear from Wisconsinites how we can work together to do the right thing for our state. And before I knew it, I visited all 72 Wisconsin counties, my fourth time doing so since becoming governor, because the most important part of my job as governor is getting out of the Capitol to meet with Wisconsinites where you are and to hear about the issues that matter most to you. Additionally, this summer, I proudly signed a budget providing generational increases in state support for local communities and investing more than $1 billion in public education. We also made one of the largest investments in workforce housing in our state's history, invested in fixing our roads and bridges and addressing PFAS, supported Wisconsin farmers and veterans, and provided tax relief to working families, among several other critical priorities. From investing in shared revenue to keeping the brewers in Wisconsin through 2050, I worked across the aisle to get things done. And when the child care industry was facing an imminent collapse, I directed $170 million in emergency stopgap funding to stabilize industry, help providers keep the doors open, and support working families through June of 2025. Folks, 2023 was a busy year, but we all know our work is never finished, and I can't wait to do it all again in 2024. Here's to another year of working to do the right thing for Wisconsin. Happy New Year, folks. Thanks for listening. Back to you, Robert, and Native Roots Radio. Wow, and back to uh, Robert Lilligren. Welcome, Robert. Uh, it's always great to hear an uh, update from uh, the governor of Wisconsin, and we put tobacco out for them because that's a purple state, and, boy, he's saving a, a lot of good things and doing a lot of good work over there in uh, Wisconsin. 
Yeah, bonjour Robert, bonjour Haley. It's so good to see you, so good to be with you, and it's so good to hear from uh, Governor Everts, and, and, and it's good to see the kind of stature and respect your programming has there, but you're right. I mean, absent his occupying that governor's office, it would be pretty grim in Wisconsin right now. Yeah, he's uh, visited 72 counties, he said, in uh, uh, the last uh, segment we had uh, your friend, dear friend and sister Peggy Flanagan report that her and the governor uh, have met with all 11 tribes this uh, off-season, I guess it's called an off-season, uh, <laughs> um, before uh, legislating. That's impressive. I think it's very impressive. And and uh, and I like this with Governor Everts uh, visiting all the counties and our Governor uh, Waltz and uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, our wider sister, visiting the tribes. And, and they get around, right? And I think in elective representation, you know this as an elective representative yourself, being present just matters so much. And I remember the first Minnesota politician I ever heard that visited all, I think it's 87 counties in Minnesota was... Uh, now Senator Amy Klobuchar. Wow. She did that uh, during her first term in office. And you know, she was a, a big city representative. She went from being Hennepin County, which is our biggest county here in um, Minnesota. It's where Minneapolis is. And she was the uh, county attorney, right, an elected position before mm -hmm. she became senator. And I remember thinking, well, that's pretty cool, you know, getting mm -hmm. to all every county in Minnesota that shows it shows something, right? Some commitment to the state and to the people. Yeah, and that uh, you're not hiding. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why she uh, gets reelected at such a high percentage. Uh, yep. She's uh, out she, there with the people. Yep, she's one, one of the most popular politicians in Minnesota history. And she gets elected with um, incredible margins. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I can't wait. And again, I don't think Peggy listens to our show every day, but I, I, I can't wait until um, she's our state senator. <laughs> All right, I said it. <laughs> well, you never know. You know, she is right. going places. I remember meeting her back in the early 2000s during her first school board campaign and helping on that mm -hmm. campaign. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, this, this young woman is so impressive. She could be our governor someday. And then mm -hmm. I thought, hell, she could be president someday. Well, well to governor, so we'll we'll see where she's going. And we reported on this, I believe, but she is like a, a big wig. Well, let me back up a second. 2016, she was the first Native American uh, politician to speak at the DNC, and now she's a leader uh, of the DNC. Correct? She yes, yeah, she leads the uh, lieutenant governor's uh, caucus. Okay. Right, she's the chair. And then our governor, Waltz, is the chair of the Democratic Governors yeah. Caucus or Association or whatever the name is. But it just shows, and we were saying this about a year ago as we were coming into 2024, preparing for it. I think Minnesota can, is going to end up playing an important role in the mm -hmm. 2024 campaign just because we have what we call the trifecta. Our governor's office, our state senate, and our state house are all controlled by Democrats or DFLers, as we call them here, Democratic Farmer Labor. And they've gotten incredible progressive things done. And I think that will show other parts of the country, look, when you have a unified government, you can do good things. And there are other states, Michigan is another one, but I think as our governor and lieutenant governor position themselves on the national stage like this, I think, I think they're going to give it a little bit of a boost. Yeah, definitely. Hey, some crazy stuff going on as usual. I mean, the weather's crazy, but also Donald Trump's crazy. And uh, I don't know if you <laughs> saw this, but this just came out a couple hours ago. So hopefully I'm not blindsiding you, but there's another state that he will not be on the ballot, not because of any political things, but because his people did not sign him up in time. Did you did you see that? Now, that is news to me. I thought you were going to talk about his fraud trial. So, we'll get into what that. What state is that? I'm looking now across my blogs yeah. here. Yeah, I'll get back to that. Why don't we talk about it? Okay. Because I, you know, I did see that come across my, uh, my phone news, 
And okay. um, of course, that could have been a dream because you know I nap before the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at our age, huh? At our age. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel yeah. like I can stay up till ten <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, I'll I'll get back to you on that on the next segment and, uh, and find that. Um, uh, because I thought that was really interesting. And again, it could have been a dream. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, it's it's just the more that he does bad stuff, the more support he gets from his mega crew. And uh, yesterday, uh, I guess I'm going to switch gears here a little bit, Robert, and talk okay. about yesterday uh, when uh, Biden's son showed up out of the clear blue and that was unbelievable. I think the Democrats need to get, be really applauded for how they spoke up and had the information about, you know, um, not coming and not being subpoenaed and all that stuff. That just blew my mind yesterday. Yeah, that was impressive. And then just how acrimonious the Republican uh, members were toward toward hunter biden and it was i mean no decorum it was profane it was embarrassing really and mm -hmm. and man his very presence really got under their skin yeah and then he got up when uh what's her name was speaking and left because of all you know she was the one that like posted these naked pictures of him and did all these crazy things and i would have got up and left too i just thought this is, uh, I don't think this is being reported enough because uh, the Democrats really were ready to go and it was really exciting to see, I think some of the younger ones that are being voted in now are not messing around. Right, right. You know, uh, yeah. And and I, I guess I just have to say, you know, why why are we focusing on this? Why? Why does this even matter? Everybody knows that Hunter Biden has is a, some is a troubled person. He battles with addiction and and has kind of a checkered past. But that's not the president, right? He's not running for anything. And right. when you have these criminal families that are front runners within the Republican Party, why are we focusing on on this person? And you know, why is it Hunter Biden's laptop, right? For right. Uh, uh uh six eight years ago 2016 it was hillary's uh yeah, email you know right. that seems like mild stuff compared to what we're looking at today definitely and it, it's crazy because um you know his whole deal was yeah you know let's do this out in the open and they wanted to do it behind closed doors uh and the the some of the um legislators democrats mentioned all these names of people that did not show up for uh you know i think it was january 6th stuff and they did not show up um to their subpoena and they're just showing how much of a hypocrite they all are it was it was yeah. beautiful last night to watch this right yeah and that that hip that hypocritical stuff just uh, it used to kind of drive me nuts. Then I just kind of got over it. But now it's starting to drive me nuts again. And these Republicans defended their decisions not to not to honor the subpoena, the congressional subpoenas, you know. And then when the shoes on the other foot, of course, it's you know all well and fine. It, you know, it reminds me of um, Senate Republicans blocking Supreme Court hearings yeah. during a Democratic administration, you know, and uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's beyond hypocritical. I just, I don't, I don't. Yeah, my brain doesn't work that flexibly. I, I, I can't maintain cognitive dissonance long well, enough to, to be that hypocritical. Well, maybe the next segment we can talk a little bit too about um, his court case, and that was crazy because basically uh what came out is like well if this is true what they're saying that means biden could probably have the military knock him off and then um oh, right. resign and then resign right. but we'll we'll get deep deeper into that i think it's break time right haley Yes. <laughs> okay. The, hey, this is Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and we're with our very, very good friend, Robert Lilgren of Native American Community Development Institute. We'll be right back.
Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. Hey, if you're like a lot of people, you're probably relieved that the holiday celebrations are over. But there's one thing that might stay with us from the holidays besides all those gifts, and that's COVID-19. Numbers from COVID are going up as we spend more time inside. And Native Americans are seeing even bigger case spikes. With all the indoor celebrations over the holidays, you may have unknowingly been exposed to someone with COVID-19. That's why it's important to stay vigilant. If you notice any symptoms like a fever, a tickle in the throat, or heavy fatigue, take an at-home test. They're still free and can be ordered at sayyeshometest.org. If you do test positive, you're eligible for free treatment, and no health insurance is required. Visit health.state.mn.us to connect with providers and receive your treatment. Let's make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. Howl! JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. As we age, it's important to invest in our health and to help protect it. Like the flu, COVID-19 is always changing. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your vaccines. By getting the flu and COVID-19 vaccines, you can renew your body's defenses and lower the risk of getting sick. Get your health boost and protect yourself against the flu and COVID-19. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Tonight, snow possible with a low of 9, then Friday, snow likely with windy conditions and a high of 20. Nightingale is your cozy, comfortable neighborhood bar and restaurant at 26th and Lindale in Minneapolis. Come in for the famous Nightingale burger or the ginger tamari chicken wings. View their menu or place a takeout order at nightingalempls.com. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Historical Society Press and All My Relations Arts, presenting a book reading and signing of To Banish Forever, A Secret Society, The Ho-Chunk, and Ethnic Cleansing in Minnesota, written by Kathy Coates. Yeah, that'll be uh, Wednesday, and we'll be alive there, Native Roots Radio, too, and there'll be book signing and selling, and we're really excited uh, that Minnesota uh, History Center and our friends at uh, 
uh, all relations arts are uh, getting together and really uh, pulling off this really cool event. Uh, Robert, we're really excited. Yeah, it should be good. We're really looking forward to it. We're getting all set for it, and it's an important important event. So I'm glad you'll be there. Uh, I know you've been a huge advocate for this new publication, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, before we get going, um, you know, Robert, we're blessed to have uh, politicians and former politicians like yourself, but you're still in the game, so we'll call you a politician. Um, <laughs> It, to come on Native Roots Radio, and uh, we usually spread them out, and we don't put them on all during your show. <laughs> but tonight your we show. have. Well, you're you're the you're the main person here that comes on on Thursdays, and this is we consider our show your show. But anyways, um, uh, we have the Lieutenant Governor's first time giving us a report from Wisconsin. And I think maybe we can just take a quick listen and then uh, talk about that and then maybe go back and talk about if that was a dream I was having. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> sounds good. Great. Excellent. For uh, uh, Let's take a quick listen to the Lieutenant Governor of Wisconsin. Hello, this is Lieutenant Governor Sarah Rodriguez, and I'm joining you on Native Roots Radio with a wrap up on 2023 and a look ahead in 2024. I had the great privilege of visiting all 72 counties of our state in 2023, meeting with small business owners, community members, and tribal leaders to discuss what's working and what they still need to continue building strong communities. And we began this year with a renewed commitment to make Wisconsin the best place for all of us to live and raise our families, no matter our background or our zip code. Working in public health and as a nurse has taught me that the medicines we prescribe are only a small fraction of what makes a person healthy. What really makes us healthy is where we live, the air we breathe, the water we drink, and if we have a family supporting job to pay for food on the table and the medications we need. That's why my work as Lieutenant Governor in 2024 will continue to focus on increasing the availability of workforce housing, expanding Badger care and healthcare access, solving our healthcare workforce shortage, and preserving and protecting our valuable natural resources. We have an opportunity to accomplish a lot for Wisconsin this year. I believe everyone and every voice is important. And that's why we'll be traveling to every corner of our state again in 2024 to make sure we hear from you. And I look forward to rolling up my sleeves and getting to work with all of you. I know many listeners of Native Roots Radio are neighbors in Minnesota, and I just want to give a shout out to Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan for her election as chair of the Democratic Lieutenant Governors Association. Lieutenant Governor Flanagan is the first Native woman ever elected chair of a national party committee, and I look forward to serving with her as a member of the DLGA executive board. The Midwest, Wisconsin especially, is going to be critical to the 2024 election. We're going to need all of us to register and to vote. A strong democracy is one where everyone has the opportunity to make their voice heard and to have their voice count. Unfortunately, we're seeing efforts to try to suppress turnout and restrict ballot access. Our democratic process should be welcoming and accessible for everybody. That's exactly what I and my fellow Democratic Lieutenant Governors across the country will be fighting for. And I look forward to seeing even more Wisconsinites at the ballot box this year. As we prepare to take on the challenges of the new year, I hope that you all were able to enjoy time with friends and loved ones during the holiday season and found a moment to reflect on your hopes and the vision for the year ahead. In the Rodriguez house, we have regular family game nights with two teenagers in the house. Scheduling events with them is the only guarantee they'll spend time with us. So over the school break, we used our family game time to put together a puzzle of Wisconsin, and I couldn't help but start mapping out my next trips across the state. I look forward to meeting you on the road this year to learn about your vision for our state and talk about how we can keep Wisconsin moving forward. We have a lot to do in 2024. I appreciate this opportunity to share with all of our Native Roots listeners what's happening in our state. I'm going to keep sending you updates. I'll talk with you soon. Back to you. Wow, Robert, uh, that was uh, amazing. And uh, that was also Lieutenant uh, Governor of Wisconsin, Sarah Rodriguez. Wow, uh, 
Really cool. And as you know, Robert, we're on Civic Media Network, too, all over Wisconsin. So this is mm-hmm. really, really good and really timely for us to uh, get the forces out for that, what used to be traditionally a blue state, kind of purplish. Right. And, and I think it's important to acknowledge that uh, these are executive level elected officials who care enough to reach out to our community and and that means something or at least it means something to me and so when they come looking for our help they're not just coming two weeks before an election looking for your vote they're here throughout their terms that is a super duper big point because i know in years past that's been a complaint but what a what a really good point robert Thanks. And that, you know, at NACTI, we have our ongoing uh, project of civic engagement called Make Voting a Tradition. And early on through that, we heard from the community, you can't just come at election time. You need to be engaging us all year round. And so we've been doing that for, what, eight, nine years now. And it has really yielded impressive results, not just in voter turnout and voter registration but in a level of civic engagement. And and just today we were talking about how so many of our canvassers and other participants in Make Voting a Tradition uh, will acknowledge how their involvement in MBAT, as we call it, has had positive impacts in their professional lives, in their family lives, in their civic lives. It's really rewarding work. Absolutely. And, you know, I got to give you a quick shout out before I forget. Um, I believe you've been on the show over three years. Does that sound right? Well, Sounds, we, yeah, about right. And, and maybe even more, but we just celebrated seven years here on Native Roots Radio. And I Congratulations. Just to, well, I just have to thank you and all our other guests that come on. But, you know, it takes time. You're not getting paid for this, you know, and you're doing this. I'm early. not? Well. I did get that one T-shirt that one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to write that off. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just want to give a big shout out to you, Robert, because I know we 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 spent a lot of time when we were a two-hour show once a week, and uh, you spending time with us once a week, and um, really bringing it home and and having fun and talking um, and listening to me with. Uh, you know, maybe my Nevada caucuses uh, misrepresentation, <laughs> being, being patient with me. And, you know, we have to give Haley an award to be uh, patient. But I really appreciate oh, yeah. you and uh, these past years being on the show. And um, really, it's, it's a big deal for us and our listeners and me. Thanks, Robert and Haley. But thanks, Robert, for those kind words. And it's a pleasure to be on the show. And you know, I always feel like through media, we can amplify our message and amplify our impact. And and you do a lot in the community through your platform here. So much appreciated. Yeah. And Haley, um, I know you feel the same way. And uh, it's 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 just a pleasure. And uh, the only time we can't get Robert on is when he's at it on his secret, uh, his secret <laughs> camping out and uh, with the with his husband up north. And we still yeah. haven't gotten an invite or any of that, but that's OK. Mm, yeah. Camping sounds great. I just yeah. A huge shout out. Just the time that I've spent on Native Brits Radio and have spent with the employees and people that work at NACTI and all of the organizations. It's just such an upbeat, positive place whenever you're around, you know, 1414, cool. just hanging out at powwow grounds or at the gallery or my favorite the four sisters farmers market in the summer it's just an amazing place and i just props to you guys for doing the amazing work in in so many different areas thank you you're very kind yeah um and you know i think you're a model of the whole country and i know people come to powwow grounds and to that area when their natives are visiting all over uh, turtle island that's one of the stops And, you know, it's so cool to have people from other parts of the country, Native people, because as you two know, you know, we're right on East Franklin Avenue and what we call the American Indian Cultural Corridor, where there is this unusually high concentration of Native people, Native organizations that have impacted this geography in Minneapolis and have really claimed it for our own and are very protective of it and are promoting it as a cultural destination and people from other parts of the country will come and they're like man we don't have anything like this <laughs> in our city you know we don't we don't have a place you can go 
and know that you're in Indian country, urban Indian country. So it's a pleasure to do this work. We did a, a show yesterday with uh, Kristen uh, McDonald in Minneapolis, and one of the things that came up that blew my mind, well, there was two things that blew my mind. One was that a lot of the roads in the Twin Cities are uh, taken from uh, native trails in the past. I did not know that. The other thing is in Minneapolis, there's 130 different um, nations representative mm -hmm. in the state of Minneapolis, yeah. or city of Minneapolis. I never knew that. Yeah, well, it's very broad, right? So it goes beyond the 11 federally recognized tribes within our state. But to that point about roads being based on trails, while I was in elected office serving on the Minneapolis City Council, transportation was one of my focus areas. And I'd look at maps of Minneapolis all the time, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that went from the river to Benet Makaska. Oh, and that connected Benet Makaska to uh, the falls, to Wamniomni. And so you could see that imprint still exists today on our city. It's very apparent. Amazing. Again, happy anniversary with uh, Native Ritz Radio, Robert, and thanks Thank for you. coming on, really. Uh, it's our pleasure to have you, and we always know it's going to be a great show when you're on. You're very kind. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Gigawabam in. We'll see you soon. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake and up next, Roya with uh, what's happening around the Twin Cities and Turtle Island. This is Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. Become a teacher and ignite change. Join the St. Paul Urban Residency Program to become a teacher in just 15 months. You can earn your master's degree and teaching license from the University of St. Thomas while earning a $30,000 stipend, single health care, and dental benefits. As an added bonus, next year's cohort, all residents will receive $20,000 towards their tuition. Apply now. Applications due February 28, 2024. Visit spps.org backslash S-U-T-R. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts, available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. The City of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month right here on AM 950. Anine, I'm Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and you are listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? Hey, before we get to our uh, arts correspondent here, Roya White Eagle, uh, Haley, what we're we're running out of time, but what time of year is it right now? Oh, I know. Well, it is the new year now, so and I know for sure that health insurance can be a maze, but uh, Minsure can be our compass in the state of Minnesota. They connect you with navigators and local brokers to simplify that process. Every plan that they offer guarantees essential health benefits. So be sure to visit Minsure.org to explore all of your options. Hey, thank you. Hey, we have our arts correspondent, Royal White Eagle, and checking in. Great to see you. Welcome, as always, to Native Roots Radio. Oh, you got some new glasses there. I like those. Yeah, Kurihi, how are you? All my relatives there. Hey, so let's uh, get going on. Uh, we, we had a little uh, email or text back and forth about what's happening let's get right to it there is a lot happening not only in the twin cities but all over turtle island 
Oh, right. Yeah. Well, welcome or hello to both of you there. <laughs> so if you want to just get started, we, you know, I don't know. I'm sure both of you caught the Golden Globes on Sunday night. That's sort of a oh, national yeah. story with the, um, Lily Gladstone winning uh, best, uh, I say best actor for a female right. in a feature for Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, my spouse and I, we went and reviewed that last week on my show. And we I thought it was a really great movie. I thought she just took it away from all those big name actors and so diver deservedly on mm -hmm. Sunday night to win that award. And then on Monday night, we had the premiere of Echo, who is a Marvel yeah. uh, superhero played by, uh, what is it, Alakwa Cox. She's uh -huh. nominated from your old part of the <laughs> region here, Robert. And yeah. uh, she is actually deaf and an amputee. And she plays that so wonderfully. I mean, she's so heroic uh, in that. I don't know if you've caught those that's on streaming on Hulu. So a lot of great national news there. Yeah, uh, excited to uh, binge on that. A uh, <laughs> lot of things going on. And, you know, I just came back from New York and still a little tired, a little jet lag. But I think maybe tonight I'll, I'll crack it open. And there's yeah. uh, things going on here in the Twin Cities and uh, five state area, too. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, right now, starting in a few minutes over at All My Relations Arts is uh, My Louisiana Love. That's a, a documentary uh, feature. It's by Monique Vardin. She is Huma from Louisiana, and it chronicles her community's struggle with uh, climate change, uh, the Gulf there uh, in, uh, sort of encroaching on their traditional homelands there and the Louisiana uh, Delta there. So that's over at All My Relations Art. I don't have the address there, Robert. I should have that memorized by now, but it's a free it's event. Hard. She's also going to be participating. I'm not sure if that's by Zoom or a stream there, or actually is it here in town, but uh, she's going to be answering questions. So if you get a chance, you might want to check that out. That's a wonderful uh, venue there, as we all know. Right. Um, it's a uh, 1414 uh, uh, um, Help East me. Franklin oh, Avenue. Yeah, East Franklin, thank you. <laughs> I got the numbers right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, also then, um, this is Saturday night. We have Corey Medina, who's Danae, but he's relocated to Bemidji area. One of his mm -hmm. significant other is uh, Anishinaabe from there. And Annie Humphrey, who was Leech Lake, uh, Ojibwe. And they're going to be in a double bill over at uh, Cedar Cultural Center. And that's wow. 16th Avenue. That's uh, it. Cost uh, the tickets are running about twenty four to twenty nine dollars a piece. That starts at eight o'clock. If you're not listening to Corey, he's really a, a great representative of the rock and blues, mm -hmm. and blues uh, genre. And the same with Annie, although she she does mostly move movement music, as I refer to it. So a lot of references to uh, native issues, native native topics. So that's that's going to be a wonderful concert. It's been a while since um, Corey was in town, so you might want to check that out as well. And yeah, for those definitely. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was going to say, uh, Corey uh, was at the State Fair uh, two years ago and played on the, the stage behind us, our store at uh, the State Fair. And man, oh man, does he rock. And I think Annie oh, Humphrey yeah. has one of the cleanest, clearest, beautiful voices I've heard, really. Uh, yeah. It's a really good voice, so go yeah, out there, John. He, he rivals anybody else in the uh, rhythm and blues category as well. So, oh, and then next week, I know there's um, some conflict with an event that you're going to be doing a remote uh, broadcast from right there at All My Relations, I believe. But mm -hmm. at the same time, we've got uh, Mukwa uh, Coffee House up in Roseville. That's twenty eight fifteen Hamlin Avenue North. They're going to be starting up their 2024 book club, their native or indigenous book club. And they have a wonderful selection for this month called uh, Stolen. It's Anne Helen Lestadius. She is a Sami writer. Her That book, it's a story. It chronicles the story of a young woman. It's a uh, fiction and her story about trying to restore uh, reindeer herding in the northern climates there in Scandinavia and the the opposition she faces both within the Sami community and also from the larger uh, Norwegian community there. That's going to be at 
6 p.m. So if you're more literary inclined, go and check that out. But there's just so much that's going on here locally. We've had Heidrich installed recently, just last week, as our Minneapolis Poet Laureate. Yes, he was on the show yesterday. Oh, great. Okay. Sorry, I didn't catch that. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening to the show, Roya. Oh, well, not, I hate to admit that. Well, I listened to the playback on Friday nights after my program there. <laughs> okay. But we also had Hennepin Theater Arts and All My Relations Arts there. I don't know if Robert Lilgren mentioned this, but uh, they just announced their new uh, cadre of fellows. There's some wonderful young artists who are in, and I think some middle-aged artists as well that are going to be involved in the next year. Courtney Cochran, who we all know as a filmmaker, she is um, she's going to be their mentor for the next year. So a, a lot of great uh, art that's going on here in the Twin Cities. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know if you, you're familiar with, but uh, we had uh, Willard on. Uh, what's Willard's last name, Haley? Willard Mailbear. Have you uh, heard of him? Uh, he's unbelievable. He's blowing up. He's a tattoo artist, but he also has a free studio for anyone in Minneapolis to go to. Um, they can pay what they want, but brushes and everything are there and go in there and do some some art. And uh, so, like you said, the Twin Cities here is full of art and reading and artists and uh, radio shows. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just a, a good segue into... Um, you know, Sunday is the closing of this wonderful In Our Hands photography exhibit at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. It's subtitled 1890 to the Present. Here, and I'll show you. Look at that wonderful um, beaded bracelet that was given to me by, gifted to me by, uh, oh, what is her name now? I know Haley knows her well, uh, who was one oh. of the curators there at, uh, uh, Cara, is it Cara, uh, Cara Jade? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, stumbling now over her name i had it written down i don't see it now so anyway she was one of the curators and uh, she brought in a lot of uh, young artists there into the exhibition so uh just a big shout out to her tonight if she's listening wow that's uh that's awesome and i'm i'm sure i'm sure she is listening so that's uh good Avroya. Thank you so much, Big Peeny Gigi, for the update. Uh, give a quick shout out uh, where we can hear hear you on Friday nights on KFAI at at uh, what time? Ninety point three FM in Minneapolis, and then also streaming at KFAI.org. I'm going to have some wonderful music tomorrow night by uh, Julia Keefe, who is a big band uh, leader. Oh. She just premiered a. a, a a whole new extended play in at Birdland in Manhattan. And so we're going to be what? playing some of those selections. Wow, I got to listen in. I'm a big jazz person. Roya, Pini Gigi, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. See you tomorrow. <laughs>